What up, internet? This is Pop Cult Parent, the retrospective podcast where we review the media that raised us and discuss how we share it with our kids. I am one of your hosts, Black Niels R.Y., a.k.a. adding the black isn't necessary, Marvel, no comment. And I am excited to introduce you all to Superhero Roundtable Part 2. So we are excited to welcome back the members of the Superhero Roundtable for this second installment. And in this installment, we're going to talk specifically about the three Marvel shows that just wrapped up, which is WandaVision that came out in January, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that came out in March, and Loki that just wrapped up that came out in June? June. And just like the last Superhero Roundtable, we are joined with several members of the Psi Delta chapter of Omega Sci-Fi, the greatest chapter and the greatest fat in the world, out of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which I low-key feel kind of awkward repping because uh, of recent events. Um, the, our alma mater isn't about that life, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, let's go around and give some introductions. First, we have Otis. What up, everybody? This is Otis Stroud, a.k.a. O-Sizzle, Ball So Hard University, a.k.a. Tony Was Bright, a.k.a. whatever Darius about to say will be wrong. All right. <laughs> and next we got Darius. What's up, y'all? This is Darius. I don't know why that man came out so strong tonight, but I was just chilling. I'm just trying to have a good time to discuss my favorite superhero, Tony Stark. Next we have young Matt. Or Matt. I don't know. Like... We just heard like how old Matt is now and whatever. You're still young Matt to me. Anyways, young Matt. Hey, yo, it's young Matt, the Marvel Maven, damn near 30. But, you know, still rapping it, still rapping it. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, we got Dorian. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, team Steve Rogers. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm here just to argue with Otis and Darius, you know. It's true. Before I jump in, um, as you all can tell, Mark a.k.a. Clyde Jones, a.k.a. MF Jones, um, isn't able to join. And Shannon, a.k.a. Shan the Man, also isn't able to join this episode. Promise you, Shannon isn't just avoiding it because he's a Sigma and doesn't want to be around a whole bunch of cues. Shannon loves the bras, um, but he isn't able to make it. And Mark is celebrating his wife's graduation from nursing school. So we are very proud of Nikki. Congrats, Nikki. Big up. Congratulations, Nikki. You're buying drinks for everybody because now you're making stupid amount of money. But we are happy and proud of you. But anyways, gentlemen, a lot has a lot has happened in the superhero world since our last conversation. Like we uh we actually got to see the Marvel TV shows. We learned a lot more about phase four. Also had the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League come out. And so, like, we could literally talk about anything and everything. And granted, knowing this group, we could. And it would be an amazing time. But I think, you know, just to specifically root us in this conversation, talking about these three, to keep it a buck, great shows that Marvel had come out. I am very curious on y'all's take. I, we've been saving it for damn near half a year <laughs> for this conversation to really get a idea of how y'all feel about um, these shows. So I think how we're going to start the conversation, we're going to go around and I'd love to, one, hear y'all rank the three shows. And also just throwing out there, where would you rank this show? If it was a movie within the MCU, mind you, I don't want y'all to rank all, what, 20 movies, but like in, in con conceptually, where would you rank the TV show if it was a movie? in the list of all the uh, the Marvel movies? I'll go first. I think easily my favorite was was Loki. There's just a lot of a lot of directions I see that that the Marvel universe can go based off based off Loki. I mean, and not only that, it can be a long running TV show, which excites me. You got a lot of different ways you can take take that show. Um, and then after that, I'd say WandaVision. I literally flip-flopped that today with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I rewatched the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, I, ju I just don't like I, I just don't like that guy, Sam. Is who I'm talking about. Angry again. That Got guy. Angry. You yeah, mean yeah. Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> this man has a title. No man, it's Black, Black in America. 
the Black Falcon, do not rock with them. Overall, as much as I love Loki um, and and WandaVision, I still would put them at the bottom of my list of, of Marvel movies. Uh, everything's just not cinematically as as great as the movies as the movies are um definitely would rewatch all those seasons over thor 2 and captain marvel though uh, i think that's unanimous yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. feel that way too i'll jump in next so for me i think i would have loki at the top as well i don't know if it's recency bias but uh to darius's point i i piggyback off the excitement of of the show format and where it can take the mcu I honestly was more disappointed with where the show's direction went uh, in that I would have loved to see like this time cop type of like buddy cop show format for a longer series or a longer series while they're chasing after the the other variant Loki. Because um, Owen so, Wilson is that good. Yeah. yeah, Owen Wilson's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have WandaVision last and Black Falcon and the Winter Soldier second. And that's just because the action in Falcon and the Winter Soldier I thought was really dope. Much like Darius, it's towards the bottom part of my MCU movie ranking, if I had to throw them in there. Probably a little bit higher up, but somewhere in that, you know, fourth quadrant, lower lower ranking. Go ahead, O. All right, so this is what I have. And this is tough. I think I think overall they were all good, right? Um, but for me, I think one number one for me is Falcon and Soldier. The why, because it is not necessarily... I think the plot had me kept coming back. Although... We'll get into it. Like I was not happy with Sam. I wasn't happy with some of the things they forced, but I think I kept watching to figure out, are they going to get this right? Are they going to screw it up? Or at least they trying. So that was one piece of it. I think two was one division. I did not like the end when your girl's up here taking bullets for these little uh, fake white babies, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> like, they're like, she did! Yeah, bro. She did, yeah, she did take the bullets for the fake white babies. Oh my bro, goodness. You- Bro, you know the you know the mean when a dude taking his headphones off and disgusting, bro. That was me, dog. I was like, they're not even real, dog. Like they're not even real. And then last, I'm gonna say Loki. But this is what I'm gonna say about Loki. Loki is the most exciting one for what it did and how it's opening up the multiverse now for us and introducing Kang the Conqueror, which like literally I started clapping like as soon as like your boy Jonathan got on screen. However, I think that everything building up to that was not as good of a show. I think that. A lot of the reaction to it is by what the show is doing and unlocking for us. But if you just live within that show, I don't think it was that good compared to the other ones. That's that's my two cents. How they would rank, I, I mean, they're all better than Captain Marvel and the Thor that uh, Darius mentioned and the Hulks. And, um, you know, they're all better than that. And the last thing I would say, too, about uh, Winter Soldier, it also gave me a little bit of Civil War vibes because you kind of crossed over where you got war machine had a little cameo in it you know you got a little bit more reference to more of the characters they obviously um brought back some villains from some from the civil war um when they brought your boy back baron zemo zemo that's it zemo yeah so they brought zemo back so it gave me like civil war vibes which is y'all know i have civil war ranked very high in my um ranking so yeah that's what i got Look at you loving a Captain America-centered show. Uh, Captain America as in the concept of Captain America, not Steve Rogers. There's a difference. Oh, we going to, don't worry. We are going to get into it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a difference. (laughs) Yes. Young Matt. So I'm going to give my ranking and it's got some variance to it as well. My number one is actually WandaVision. Just for the ingenuity and like risk taking they were going into with mediums and how they switched from different eras of sitcoms with each episode and they nailed every essence of what that period sitcom was like and yet always in the middle of that there will be breaks where it's like no nah, it's still a marvel series and also it's sort of like a psychological thriller. Like I could go into the specific episodes, but even from like episode one, you're having the dinner scene to impress the boss. And then all of a sudden homeboy starts choking. And then the wife is like, stop it. And you see the tear go down the eye and all the little funny antic music stops. And I'm like, okay, I see what we're doing here. And just the way it sets up everything with Wanda's grief, and as well as Vision just trying to figure out where he's at in the mix. 
the writing I really liked, like the one iconic line that sort of sticks with me is like Vision saying, what is grief if not love enduring? Like that is from Chef's the, right the line there. that instantly turned Vision into an R&B singer to an entire generation of folks who know how to use Photoshop on the internet. Cause I ain't seen so many black interpretations of vision <laughs> for like a month straight. With the turtleneck and they even gave yes, it the chain too. The chain. <laughs> Dare you know I say what, there was right. more pride in black vision than it was in black Captain America hey, in the black clear. community. But hey, like I said, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt, please continue. He's a cop. But that's a good segue. My number two uh, is actually uh falcon and the winter soldier uh shout out to sam becoming captain america the thing that i enjoyed about it was also similar to otis how you had like a civil war aspect to it you had bucky and you had sam but you still had all these other familiar characters like baron zemo you had the dora uh, dora malaje with uh ao she was great to watch aaron carter was in it too yeah, even yeah. though like they did the little heel switch on her, and that was a little bit different. The action was there, and just setting up Sam to use the shield. But the main thing that made it number two for me, and I have been calling this for a while, but bringing Isaiah Bradley into the MCU and telling that story about you know the Super Soldier Project outside of Steve Rogers. Man, I yeah. I don't give you a lot of props, but you were one of the first people yeah. to call out like, yo, they need to bring in Isaiah Bradley in some way, shape, or form. You were one of the first who ever said it. On I this saw, podcast, too, on the last episode. Yes, and I'm like, yes, I have to admit, yes, I did it's not on know. wax, yeah. it's on wax. I was like, I don't know what he's so, talking about. again, Matt, I don't give you your flowers, brother, um, because you're young, Matt, <laughs> but I will give you that. You called it out and and they did it. They did it well too. Well, they did I. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. Yeah. They did and him right though. So Isaiah Bradley was great, similar to Darius, and I'm sure uh Dorian Otis feel the same way. Sam sort of let me down with like, you know, I agree with the flag smashers, but I'm gonna do this for America type shit. I don't know about that. That's my number two. And number three is Loki. And not to say it was bad or anything, but uh just what those first two shows gave me. Like the world building and whatnot really wasn't as expansive in Loki. Although the setup for the multiverse and the multiverse of madness is going to be great because of what Loki did and because of the introduction of Kang the Conqueror. So I'm excited for it all. They rank higher than the Hulk movies and the second Thor movie, but that's about it right now. Niels, I'm gonna change my ranking, man. I've been convinced. Put Winter Soldier first. Put Loki second. The, the group, the group Wait. convinced me already. <laughs> Lord, Dorian is so trash, bro. <laughs> All right, let me. Um, so let me jump in. Number three is Loki for almost exactly everything that Otis said. So I won't repeat it. Number two is WandaVision, and I have some additional things to say about that. But number two is WandaVision. Number one is Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I think like mostly this is like a, a taste thing. My besides Endgame and Infinity War, like if you were to tell me what is the second or third best Marvel movie ever, it's Winter Soldier. It's because it's a superhero spy movie. Like I don't need much. I grew up with James Bond. So you telling me you can give me James Bond, but with superheroes? Like I'm, I'm, I'm an easy sell. And so I got a TV show that was a superhero spy TV show. I didn't need much. It gave me everything I wanted. So like, that was great. But here's my caveat. If Loki's, if Loki, what was it? Episode six. If that was a show in itself, that would be my number one. The final episode. That episode, and like, let's, we can get into it for, for a little bit because I want to expand it more. That episode was the best episode out of the entire television series that I saw. That's my opinion. Like, I put that episode number one out of any anything and everything. And it's not necessarily about the writing, about the content, about any of that. 
but the feeling that I felt, I haven't been that hype for something that Marvel, I mean, like since Infinity War, we saw outside of that, but like, it wasn't even about what they were showing. It was about like, yo, this is changing everything. This is about to be what my next five years, like what they're setting up is gonna be the next five years for me in media. And like, it was like, it was, I felt like a kid again. Like I was so hyped and all that happened was a brother was sitting in a chair and talking for 20 minutes. Eating an apple. (laughs) And it was, first of all, when you have somebody who can choose scenery, when Tom Hiddleston is in a movie and then like the same scene as you and he's chewing, the other person is chewing up all the scenery. Kudos to Jonathan Majors. I knew the brother could act, but like the brother can really act. Take his acting at all in that in that final episode, bro. <laughs> like, <I'm not> even- <laughs> Take it there. <laughs> you did not like his acting. No, bro. This, it was so. It was very so. Dare you wanted in a fight? What do you want him to do? Jump out the elevator and fight? <laughs> How did this? Okay, Darius. I will. I will let you talk. First of all, I'm flabbergasted by what you just said, but I'll. I'll let you. I'll let you go in a second. I'm gonna mute myself. I so. loved that episode because Jonathan Majors was acting his ass off. And he didn't need to do anything. He sat in a chair, talked for 20 minutes, and got me hyped for the next five years of Marvel. I was hooked, and that was it. And that is why I liked, like, I put that episode over everything on the television shows. And I thought Loki was I until that episode. That episode alone has me thinking Loki is an amazing show. And so as far as ranking goes, it's the same as y'all. And there's a couple things I got to say. One, the fact that like these shows are like that quality good. WandaVision's about to win all the Emmys, in case y'all yeah. wondering, because of, like yeah. it's that creatively amazing. Right. And some of us put it last. And some of us are saying it's like, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's better than some of these, but it's not better than like the top tier of these movies. That shows how good the MCU is. Like yeah. we are blessed, y'all. I, I, so I just have to say like, that first and foremost. And then the second thing is we all had a different order. Each of us had a different, like, like each of us picked one of these shows as a number one. That shows how good these shows are. Actually, me and you picked the same thing, but. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. There's only two options, <laughs> But somebody had a number one for each of the show. Like each True. show made a number one for somebody. So True. I'm just, I just got to reiterate. While we are, we are about to be a little critical now about a lot of the stuff that we're seeing, that doesn't take away the fact that like what we're seeing is top notch. Like this is fantastic stuff um, that just really, like I bought Disney stock. I ain't even gonna lie. Like I'm like, look, I'm I'm bought in literally on what they're doing that I need to own some of this. That was a pure so, emotional buy. Yeah. <laughs> it was an emotional buy. I think it was like, when did I do that? After like, when Wanda became the Scarlet Witch, I think that night, I was like, I right, I need to buy some Disney stock. Like, yeah, that was real, good. They that, that was real, real well done right there. Okay, Darius, I'm sorry I cut you off. Go ahead, brother. Tell me why you're wrong about Jonathan Majors not being an amazing actor for 20 minutes straight sitting in a chair, getting us hyped for the next five years of Marvel. Please explain in your asinine way about why Jonathan Majors isn't a great actor. No, Jonathan Majors is, is a great actor, but in that in that episode, everything was very um, everything was very theatrical. Like it looked like a drop, like the type of acting you see um, when you go to a stage play, which is how he's trained. But like when the whole show has been set up a certain way with a certain type of acting, even when you see classic Loki, you see boastful Loki. Everybody has a certain has a certain demeanor, and then he comes and he's like. Ah, ha, ha, grow up, blah, blah, blah. biting the apple all heart. It just seems very extra and very, it, it wasn't like how you imagine this super intelligent guy who has been, who is he who remains. So like, it's like the lines weren't necessarily terrible, except for that one where he got stabbed and he's like, see you soon. Like all that was really, it was really extra stage play-ish, which isn't how the show had been written. So it wasn't necessarily the lines, it's more so like the delivery. And I, I don't know if the director and them told them to deliver the lines that way, but the acting was just very, like it was awkward for me to watch the entire the entire time. So I'm hoping like, and expecting when any variants of him show up, 
and they're going to have much different demeanors because, um, I mean, this guy was just – the one that we saw talking for 20 minutes was very goofy. Um, I'm sorry. That I is tend a- to agree with Darius, too, that I, out of everything about the last episode, I did not necessarily love how Kang was portrayed. Having not met the character, know anything about him, I was like, he's hamming it up, and maybe he's supposed to be a quirky ham. But did y'all listen to anything I, that he said? The writing was fine. I just did didn't you, like the delivery. But did you listen to what he said, which is there are an infinite amount of who he is, and this is only this is the nicest and chillest version of him. Yeah, I got hype so, about that. It's something. It was something about the delivery, bro. You can say what you want. You I, can and say. I think your concern with his delivery is exactly what he was going for. Like he had it, been alone for. Who knows how long? Forever. Thousands of years? Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was supposed to seem a little weird nutty. as hell. Yeah. Goofy, loony, like, all that. So, like, it sounds like he did a great job because, like, your feelings on him is exactly what he was trying to portray, at least from my understanding of the show. That's and I think, Otis, to your point, I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is the nicest one. And he's That's bad. He yeah. <laughs> like, this is, the, this is the best one and he's bad. Everybody else is about to be evil as hell. So like, just imagining that he's going. We're the next time we see him is going to be a completely different performance. That's what that's what got me. Out. That's what I'm hoping for. Because like, all I mean is, all I mean is like the uh, the style isn't like doesn't come off as as chill, calculated. Like I'm the I've gotten myself to this to this point. It just, everything just seems very very overstated. Like it's not like oh. I'm excited to finally meet somebody who's able to get here. It's like it. I don't know how to explain. It. It's just very extra. Gentlemen, let's pivot. We talked a little bit about Jonathan Majors. Clearly, some of us are hype about him. Some of us are not hype about him. It is what it is. I'm sure we are all hype about the future. But like, let's also talk about like some of the other amazing acting that happened and occurred here. And in particular, like, what was some of the acting that y'all were like? extremely impressed with obviously wanda and vision i think just yeah from the way that they were able to to jump through the different genres um of sitcom uh in terms of decades and just the play that confused but something's weird i felt like we did they did a good job of bringing us along with their feelings and their confusion through the whole entire show so that one, that one, those two stand out to me a whole bunch. Yeah, I think without the, the stay in the same uh, series, obviously I think Jonathan Majors as King was the one for me, although it was 20 minutes, but outside of that is Agatha. Uh, she killed it. It was Agatha all along. Like that went, you talk about like viral, like that went viral for a really long time, you know, with the wink and all that. How her character just evolved each episode because it was different decades and seasons but she still was able to evolve as it got more revealed to who she was so um I think that was just yeah I, I just think that was dope and and I would even go back to Matt's point and put WandaVision first as I think about it more I think it's just been such a long time that was the only series uh, that I can remember even out of the movies where I didn't know what was going on like not even a little bit like not even a little bit. I was in the dark the entire time until maybe the end I was able to kind of wrap my mind around this. But, you know, Winter Soldier, you're like, okay, they're going to chase down the bad guys. Like this is, you know, the the fake cap, he probably going to take the serum because he keep eyeing people. That, like you kind of put it together. But WandaVision, bro, like, I mean, y'all remember, y'all had to text me to tell me to finish the first episode because I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, you don't really have a lot of faith in anything. <laughs> I just watched 10 minutes and said, I'm cutting this off. I remember that. <laughs> uh, for me, though, I got I got two uh, two actors that really stood out. Um, of course, Elizabeth Olsen was, like, is big, like, seeing her go through each decade, each um, each television comedy style uh, or sitcom style, I should say. Um, and the other person is uh, the guy that plays U.S. agent. Like, when you watch, like, him after he takes the serum like the subtle facial and eye twitches and things that he does as his personality starts to change like 
it's real like I feel like you gotta be really like into into the character to be able to do that that well. So I think his like acting kind of overshadows some of the people we were used to seeing very often, just in every scene. Wyatt Russell, in case y'all Wyatt were wondering, Russell. yeah, Wyatt. That oh, brother he's Kurt Russell's uh, son, ain't Kurt he? Russell's son. Yep, that's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. That's their son. I think to Darius's point, I think he wow. did a great job of not making you hate his character. Like you kind of understood, like he came off, even though he was like top of his class, he came off with a little bit of humility and maybe it's, you know, showing the locker room scene of, of somebody who wasn't, you know, I, he could have easily been like an a-hole or somebody that you wrote off. But to Darius's point, you kind of, he kind of brought you along in that, like in the whole whole way he's able to be U.S. agent and kind of straddle the fence. I grew to you hate him. You don't hate him. I grew to hate him. Man, I didn't like that dude from the beginning, bro. <laughs> you know he's bad. You know he's bad, and you're like, you're like, oh, I should, I should dislike him a lot more than I do. I do dislike him, but I should dislike him even more. I don't know. It's just like the little things, like you think about yourself in that position. Yeah, he's a knockoff cap and all that good stuff. But like, you're thinking, like, would I take the serum? And you see him actually contemplating it. Like, you can see it through on his facial, the actor's facial expression. Can we give it a buck, though? He got uh, he got put in his place by the Dora Milaje. And that humbled him so much. Humbles as his wife fragility Anger told him, him he needed to take a Anger serum. Him. He said, these black women put their hands on me, and that's it. I got to rewind and get this serum, bro. That is what happened. And he got handed the whole cap thing anyway, bro. He wasn't humble about it. Like, the whole thing that fueled his anger was, like, this y'all should respect me. I'm Captain America. And that was before he, like, lost what? it. It was just, White like, fragility. He's powerful. Right? He was like, fragility. I'm Cap now. Yes. He was, he was bitter towards Bucky and Sam because he was like, I don't care what y'all did with the old Cap. Like, I'm here now. Like, he didn't respect anything. He wanted everything to be around him. He literally showed up and he tried to work with Bucky and Cat. Like he was like, yeah, if somebody comes to you, if you're trying to help somebody and they're like, they're like, bro, we don't need you. You gonna sit here and be like, yes, sir. No, you gonna be I know you Otis. I know you he wanted he know. wanted to work with them because he wanted to know what they were doing. He didn't want to work with them because he wanted to work with them. He wanted to work with them and they need to recognize that he's cap and get in line. That's what his motive was. He didn't want to work beside them. He wanted them to work behind them. Bro, this is this is hatred fueled, emotion fueled. It's not necessarily that they wouldn't work with them. It's that like he he his thought process was the government said that I am Captain America, right. so you need to respect me. And it's yeah. like they're Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Like they <laughs> saved the universe a few times. These dudes fought on other. The planets. government just said you're Captain America. Like why do they need to respect you right now? They like, know they Captain America. Said, You're not Captain America. No to the Sokovia Accords. You think they're gonna listen to? Hey, John Q. Walker's the new cap now. I'm like what? I'm like, I'm like, yo. You should very much expect for them to like be like, nah, we are gonna do what we do. We're not really gonna listen to you. But like, you feel like, but no, the government said you need to listen to me. <laughs> like, they don't care about the U.S. government. That's so what I mean, I guess her. that was my thing. But like, I, I, I don't hate him, and I think. The show's writing is so good that I don't hate him. That was my I was hating him for a bit, but I thought I it was phenomenal what they did to have me at a place of like, am I rooting for him? Like I was questioning when he when the show ended and he was in the black uniform. I'm like, yo, am I happy that this is happening right? I think I'm happy right now. And the, the fact that I was heart? even asking about that is kudos to this show to have me in a place where I like don't know how to feel about that brother. I kind of yeah. was hoping that they wouldn't try to redeem him, and because and they, they did. did I didn't necessarily like that because I'm not writing off his white fragility, but I'm also recognizing to Darius's point, you got two Avengers who have been through a lot of trauma and, and their trauma was also affecting their ability to work with anybody that, that would replace Steve Rogers, given Steve Rogers being the greatest Avenger of all time. I like how you added that in there, Dorian. <laughs> Also, y'all can't see this. Y'all can't see this, but there was there was a disdain across <laughs> across the entire chat thing that we got going on. Sorry, Rogers, Bills, I'm about to curse, man, but I'm about to curse. But did Steve Rogers die for this shit? Because Tony did. <laughs> To be the greatest soldier of all time, then he had left every battlefield and left his soldiers laying there. <laughs> <laughs> Being the greatest battle, you know, warrior of all time, if you can live to tell about it, then maybe you weren't. Just maybe you weren't. 
Anyways, back to the acting performances. <laughs> so to the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Carl Lumbly, uh as Isaiah Bradley, that opening scene, like when he was done speaking about how the government locked him up after experimenting on him and having him fight for the country for 30 years, I had chills in my spine after watching that scene. When he threw that pin into the wall, like, I slightly had a jump scare there. I was like, yo, this is the real deal right here. And that was just and acting. No flashback scenes, no nothing. That was just a brother and a camera talking. And painted that picture. And you felt it. Like, bruh, you would have thought Isaiah Bradley was real. He channeled something. That man channeled something. And the tears. I felt that. I felt every piece of what he was saying. I think the other actor I'll speak to is Richard E. Grant as classic Loki. Like that whole scene with him setting up all the conjuring of yeah. the entirety of Asgard yeah. uh, for, to distract Elias. And like just laughing the whole time. And when he's about to get consumed, he just says glorious purpose. Yeah. Like he felt in control the entire time. Yeah. And it was like watching the pinnacle of what Loki could be. And even yes, in I his agree. beginning, when he was talking about his Nexus event and about being lonely and the things that he achieved and, you know, uh, escaping from Thanos. It was almost like getting a glimpse of what could have happened to Tom Hiddleston. Saying he missed his brother. Like that, that, was, that got me. I was like, he's like, I just missed my brother. And I wonder if my brother missed me. I was like, that really shows you, man. Like at the end of the day, they're brothers. One acting I will add. And like, I'm not saying his name because like he like acted his ass off. But like, this is just a reminder. Oh, Wilson still has it. He got the juice. Oh, Wilson got still it. got it. Like. It, it it's it's Owen, he Owen Wilson showed up as Owen Wilson Morbius. and he was Owen Wilson and Owen I Wilson loved it <laughs> I loved it I want more of it like that was with, it with the wow. I just I was happy to see wow. that Owen Wilson still <laughs> got it all right I am chiming in for brother Jeff um, who was on our last uh, podcast we can't make it um he's in the air right now flying but he texted in his hot takes so this is what he has for how he ranked the shows uh number one he had loki number two he had wandavision and number three he had falcon winter soldier he said all three are mid-grade mcu with loki taking the best of the mid-grade so that's his first take second take he says whoever buddy is that plays vision what is grief but love enduring is a bar and he killed the role he said Honorable mention to the black dude who played he who remains with his Jonathan Major. So that's uh that's that's big Jeff hot tape. You know, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it too. Like cool kudos to Jeff in yeah. the air with some good takes. We talked about some great acting. We talked about, you know, some performers that were really doing their thing. But um it wouldn't be a, a superhero roundtable if we ain't talk about Captain America white privilege, and all the things that come with it. And so in particular, the question that I have legit been one, like once Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended, the one thing I've been dying to want to talk with y'all about is that last episode. Sam's speech, but also like it showed the choice that Sam made. Because I don't know if he made the right decision or not. And I've been like waiting to talk with y'all about it in particular. So I'm very curious. It's a simple question, but like, there's obviously more to it than that. Did Sam Wilson make the right choice? Should he have said yes to being Captain America? The decision to be Captain America, yes. I do think that that was the right decision. Um, I think you should have accepted it at the beginning and you wouldn't have to deal with great value, Captain America and everything that came with it. It was yours, you earned it, Cap passed it off to you. You obviously work hard for it, you know, you was in the battle and all that good stuff. So I, I do agree with that. Now, the speech and the rationale and all that stuff he said around it, no. Like you don't owe anybody anything. It's not your job to be the liaison and make people feel okay about not wanting, uh, you know, a, a black Captain America and all that. Like, I don't feel like he owed them anything except for to keep them safe. 
And I think if anything, the only person he owed was Isaiah is to like bring that legacy on. I, I totally respected how Isaiah felt with it, which was like, don't do it. But I, you could see at the end, Isaiah kind of changed and warmed back up to it because he realized that, you know, this is a piece of him and his legacy moving forward. Agree a thousand percent with Otis. Speech was terrible. I uh, hated it. Uh, but I also do agree that I can't fault him for, for taking up the mantle. I feel like there was another layer to, to that decision that they could have explored about the feeling that I think Black people have about the work and sweat and blood and tears we've put into this country and whether or not it's worth us trying to leave that to go back to Africa and the severed ties that we have versus uh, trying to stake our claim to what we've built here in America. And I think they could have made a more honest uh, plea and dis discussion to try to tap into some of that versus the very cheesy and corny uh, you know, grandstanding that that sums up what he what his speech was to the World Council or something. Uh, so I hated the speech, but I also think that there's a deeper context to him accepting this role as Captain America and the sacrifices that Black people have put in the work they've put into this country and their claim to that as well. It may surprise you, but I actually think he did the right thing by being Captain America just because. He won. He earned it. Um, Ladies and, and gentlemen, not to interrupt you, Darius, I am shocked. <laughs> I am shocked. Please continue, Darius. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, one, he earned it. And two, like, just coming off, uh, off of what this is like almost like the house that Isaiah built. So you got to you got to take it. You, I mean, they were going to hand it off to some some white dude who couldn't tie up his own army army boots. So, I mean, like. I mean, nah, he he was he was credentialed, but but Sam really earned that. Um, now, do I like it? No, because I wish Sam was a little bit more blackety black. He's not really the guy I would love to see there, but he's a guy. He's the first, so we'll take it. His speech was awful. I mean, terrible. I wish no one had been recording it. It wasn't. It wasn't enough. It's just very like playing both sides of the both yep. sides of the fence. and that's what annoys me about like not having a black Captain America that that is blackity black black and to be standing out there <laughs> carrying the bloodstained banner for the United States of America and you broke I can't I can't I can't respect that part the decision to become Captain America I think Sam made the right decision Similarly to as Dorian and others have said, like he 1,000% put in the work in and he's earned it just as many Black Americans have built this country. So like everything that comes with it, why not use it to uh, protect us and benefit us? Like, I don't believe in like the idea of Captain America for the country of America for the people of America and like the black people who live the family that you have in this country that's something you can pick up that shield for and on the literal aspect of the shield sure it's a symbol that was made into something by you know the world war ii propaganda and everything but that shield is made out of vibranium you can take it back to wakanda and take it back to africa and just say everything about America, Captain America, from the outfit to the shield relates to black people. So you will have to respect this. I also hated the speech, particularly, I think there was this one part where he was talking to the World Council and he was like, you know, that feeling of powerlessness that y'all had dealing with the flag smashers, maybe y'all will understand what it's like to be a minority. And I'm like, no. That little brief 30 minutes to an hour where you come to save them is not going to make them sympathize with you. Because nine times out of 10, if that stuff would have happened to one of us or in our neighborhood, ain't no one going to come running for us and save the day and we end up alive. Hell, we might try to solve some of the problems in our neighborhood and end up dead. 
Damn, and man, I forgot he said that. that. This speech was already trash in my head, but you just <laughs> unpeeled another level of trashiness to that speech. Wow. It was terrible. It was terrible. And that's even making me think about like an earlier episode when they went to meet Isaiah and they was in Baltimore. Sam, a whole Avenger, should be a recognizable face because he's even a part of the U.S. military. So they know what he looks like as a civilian and the police was about to light this man up. And then it stopped until they saw Bucky. Here's my thing about Sam and his choice. I'm proud that he's Captain America, but I don't necessarily know if he should have been Captain America. I think I'm happy with that he made that choice because if the alternative is, oh, did she call him great value Captain America, which is hilariously terrible. <laughs> yeah, he, Jeff said that. I'm repeating that. Jeff was, said that? Oh, okay. Great, but that Jeff is just... That hilarious and accurate that or Bucky like Bucky can't be Captain America Bucky can be a great soldier and assassin but that is not what Captain America is like are those my options and if those are my options I absolutely want Sam Wilson to be Captain America well let's say you had other options who would you go with because I can't think of anybody else but Sam that could actually do it then don't have a Captain America like I I don't know why this country is so damn determined to have a Captain America when y'all gave up on Captain America. Like, y'all gave up on Steve Rogers. Multiple You're times. like, yeah, but we still need a Captain America. Like, Multiple that is, times, yeah. That just shows how accurate the United States is pictured <laughs> in the MCU because that is some BS this country would do. The speech was trash. And Dorian, like, to your point, that speech could have been this much different and I would have been hype for Sam. Like if he just spoke about the fact that like, I built this country, like I am, America is because of me. America is because of my ancestors. I am more American than anyone else here. This is my country. And I am the cap. If he says something like that to like really speak like truth to power and to bro, like, keep going, like bro. I am I this I, why is this why am I any less American because of what you think about my people it's like I'm more American than you I built this I built this with my blood sweat and tears this country is built on the backs of my ancestors I am Captain America and I have clearly shown through my blood that I care more about this country than any of you ever will if Sam brought the energy that Killmonger brought when he when he was in the royal throne room to that speech, like this is my birthright. That's that's the type of energy he needed to channel that Killmonger. Like, hey, this is my birthright. Let me show y'all my my America stamp. It's my black skin. Like, yes, yes, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Disney execs came in speech. and said, "Oh, oh, we got it. We have to black out all of this." Slow down, buddy. Slow down, buddy. <laughs> But Neil, like, I can think, we make this nicer? It I seems know. a little mean. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna pivot. Uh, just a quick sidebar before we go into like uh, we talk about theories, because um, I want to definitely wrap it up, getting us hyped for the next couple of years in, in Marvel. So just like a real quick take, y'all. I want to go around, and I want to hear each of y'all say uh, one character whether it's from these shows or from the MCU in general, one character that you absolutely believe for a fact got the shot or uh, got the, uh, cause you know, we're in the times of COVID-19. Some folks have decided to uh, take the vaccine. Some folks have decided not to for whatever their reasons are. I'm very curious on y'all's take, especially cause we got like a medical professional in the building. I'd love to hear y'all's take on like what character you know for a fact absolutely got the shot what character for a fact you know did not get the shot? Jeff says that great value Captain America is definitely an anti-vaxxer. So is the the swore agent white dude in WandaVision who was leading the charge against Wanda. <laughs> so those are his two people that didn't get vaxxed. Um, I was going to say- Isn't it crazy if, what? I don't know if I agree. I mean, I, I think I agree. He would take a random syringe that he thinks will give him the super soldier serum because he didn't know for a fact that was the super soldier serum. He would right. take that but not get the Pfizer that would like 
protect them from COVID-19. Exactly. That's exactly how those anti-vaxxers work. So yes. So yes, that, that would be my great value, Captain America. I would say that he would be anti, but who would definitely get that shit? The first in line, Sam. Sam's going to get that damn vaccine. He's going to be the first one to get it. He's going to get a sticker. He's going to post on his Facebook page every day. He's going to be calling family to make sure they done got it. He's going to introduce himself as, my name is Vaccinated Black Captain America. <laughs> and we all... He's going to be in a song with um with, uh, Juvenile. With Juvenile. He's going to be like, <laughs> he's going to fly in and be like, vaccinate thing up. <laughs> Sam is all in. Sam is all in. Yes. They don't need the vaccine, but they're getting it. Vision. Vision is getting vaxxed. So no one comes to the house looking at him funny and trying to see what he looks like behind closed doors. He's going to have his purpose ready, be willing to show it to people, and even act concerned like, I don't know if I feel safe. He's going to be masked up continually just so he doesn't draw suspicion. I'm going to say that uh, AO and the Wakandas, they're not getting the Pfizer and whatnot because they've already developed something that has treated COVID. Now, however they're going to get it to everyone else, I don't know. But they're not taking Hell what nah. we've produced. They're, they're not, not taking what we've produced. They aren't sharing they that. They're not sharing. And they, got something. and they don't have vaccines. They have the cure. They, cure. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got no vaccines. They got the solution. Vibranium cures COVID. That's basically what they're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Gonna exactly. Pop a bead in their lungs. We good. I know. First in line to get the vaccine is definitely going to be Monica Rambo. Um, just because Black women not playing about that. They getting their vaccine, bro. So they're going to be go. safe. going to be safe. She not playing with them. Um, also, the whole taking the bullets for the white kids tells me she's a little bit more selfless than other people would think so um on the opposite side the two people i think would be anti-vaxxers gonna surprise you um well one of them won't. uh lamar is definitely an anti-vaxxer he got that look you know you you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about you look you can look at some black folks and just tell he's one of them he's definitely an anti-vaxxer and the other one is bucky i think bucky is generally over this life he's done oh, yeah. with- He's he's not getting the vax just because he's like, I'm a hundred years old. If if it's my time to go, I'm okay with that. I've been here way too long. So I agree. I agree with that. Bucky wants to die anyway. So yeah. And if he want if he really wants to live, again, Ayo, Ayo, she she out here. She out here. She she ain't too far behind. <laughs> she only a call away. Yeah, Ayo ain't gonna let him die. If he got COVID, she gonna come in with the cure. She don't put too much work into him. <laughs> but, uh, there's, I don't know if I agree about Lamar. He do got that iffy black man look, like that that look that you just see in the brain. You're like, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're down. I feel you on that, but I don't know. That man loves America. He does he get it. I just realized he what I said. I don't know. Touché. It's gonna be like that's gonna be his line as a black person randomly. I don't know if I trust that vaccine. But I'm following great value cap. I know exactly what Darius talking about. Yeah, Darius. Yeah. You know, as I was, you're you're 100 correct. Yo, the, I had to talk a little bit out loud, and I realized what I was saying. I was and like, it's going to be as one thing playing as in blackness to to look to uh, great value cap. Hey, hey, whoa, cap, whoa, cap. You know, I don't trust science like that. You know, I was going to say Monica Rambo to get the shot. Darius Goodman hand took that. But on the flip side, Captain Marvel is an anti-vaxxer. Oh yeah, she's a military woman. Yeah. Yep, they tricked her I with agree, the I agree, I agree. She's not doing it again. She's not doing oh, it. Yeah. Again. Um, but I but agree. I think Spider Man would get the vaccine. Yeah, he a scientist. He 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 gonna get the vaccine. Yeah, anti vax. I'm gonna say Baron Zemo. Like uh, Baron, I don't know if y'all noticed, but like when he was like spitting his knowledge about James Brown and. I realized like, nah, he he watched a little bit of YouTube and he he got a little bit of revolutionist in him. He ain't about like following any type of government propaganda unless he is behind the government. So mm-hmm. he's like, nah, I'm not into anything mass related to like any type, especially if it's influenced from some of these countries that like ain't about 
that's a Kobe in life. So nah, he ain't he ain't gonna he ain't gonna get the shot. You know who also didn't get the shot? And y'all really are the ones who taught me this? Hawkeye. Oh yeah. Hawkeye didn't get the shot either. And, oh, yeah. and like I wouldn't have thought that a couple months ago, but because of y'all, I realized just who Hawkeye is. And like, nah, he ain't about that. He ain't about that vaccine life. So let me tell you something, buddy. Hawkeye family got 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 blipped away and this dude went and took a tour around the world killing minorities for like five years <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know <laughs> they had they had nothing to do with his family disappearing minorities it's again it's true this dude, he was in mexico killing people remember he's like you asians gotta die <laughs> my family's gone you asians gotta go because i just watched Endgame oh, like last week like when they were having one of their little like hologram meetings they were like yo he was talking to black widow he was like yo natasha it's like a whole bunch of like people chopped up in mexico like some cartels being chopped up she was like i know who it is then she go to tokyo yo they were like bro what are you doing dog like he skipped over Russia. He skipped over. He skipped over Italy, bro. They got a whole. They got the mob down there. He skipped. He flew right over their countries and later, <laughs> right in Japan, man. Dude no. went and killed minorities by the hundreds. So we are getting towards the end of the show. The last episode of Loki got us primed up and ready to like get a series of movies that are about to come out to wrap up Phase Four. Because I know you all, I know you're very hype about Spider-Man. No Way Home, I believe, is the name of the next Spider-Man movie. We already know that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be bananas. Um, We already know some of the other movies are coming in, like the Marvels. And then we also know, and I still believe there is not a date, that there is going to be a Fantastic Four movie in some way, shape, or form um, in this phase. So gentlemen, I, I, again, this is one of the things I've been like patiently waiting to hear from y'all. What are some of your craziest theories? And I'm going to start because I've been wanting to tell y'all this for a minute. Here is my craziest theory. Mind you, I don't know much about Kang. I actually would love if y'all can educate me a little bit about Kang. But I got one theory about Kang. We're about to see a whole bunch of Kang variants in the next couple of years or whatever, however many times we do it. I have a theory about one of them. I believe one of the Kang variants is going to end up being Reed Richards. Like the Kang variant is going to become our version of Reed Richards that we know that will be. I like how you began with that. He can't. I like how you began with that. Because he's a descendant. Yeah, that's it. He's like Reed Richards. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In the comic books, Reed Richards is related to like he's a descendant of Kang. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Go me. I didn't even realize Kang, that. That's what's Kang up. Kang is a descendant of Reed. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Kang is a descendant. Yeah, of my Reed bad. I, I did it the wrong way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. Well, that actually makes me feel even more confident about my theory. Under yeah. um, under that, because I'm going to say one of the, one of the Kang variants is going to go back in time have a brain warp or whatever, be stuck there. And then he's going to eventually become like, he's just going to say, go by his middle name and be Reed and just become like Reed Richards. A fantastic so that's player. that's what my crazy suggestion is. And yeah. Jonathan Majors, cause like I figured they're going to want to keep Jonathan Majors around. And what's one way to do it? Have him become the leader of the fantastic four. So that's my uh, off the wall suggestion. That sounds like it could be a little bit based off of some reality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now, what's actually funnier? There is a version of Nathaniel Richards that becomes Iron Lad. So you're more likely to see Kang take up the Iron Man mantle than you are seeing him become just another Reed Richards. Yeah, the thing about Kang, bro, he he spreads across everything. He even goes back to Egypt with like apocalypse time when he was like the first mutant and he's in that time frame as well. So it's a lot of places that Kang has been and can go. One of the smartest, most creative ways to like branch the MCU out, given that his impact on so many, you can use him in so many different ways. Cause mm-hmm. I was gonna say, they're gonna give Jonathan Majors a run like 
he's our big bad in a way, like a Thanos, like the be Thanos. line for yeah. this phase potentially, or a couple phases. And then at the end of that is where they spark the next wave, which I think I, I think Fantastic Four is a longer way out than what we're thinking. I know a lot of people think that, but I don't. I, for some reason, I don't think Kang is going to be like our our major our our major villain like i think there's because if you think about like phase four it's got to be like our phase one when they're introducing all those so like we don't really get Kane or our major villain as early as we're getting them now and like seeing all these all these things like we knew thanos existed but like not necessarily his inner like his thought process and how he's going to appear so i think that like the introduction of time and all that stuff is going to be is going to be important to like another major villain because they they have to do something with the guardians they have to do something with like the the end credit scene uh, at the end of i think it was guardians of the galaxy where they're uh, previewing the warlock and stuff okay like the warlock. so so this is where i'm gonna come in real quick Derek. that's that's my to your point this is my wild theory my theory is that they are going to introduce Adam Warlock through Kane and do that with the Secret Wars. You think <laughs> Secret Wars is going to be in Phase Four, uh, or it's going to introduce it to the next phase? Maybe introduce the next phase, but I feel like that's what's coming. That's crazy. I feel because because we already know Adam Warlock exists because the Darius's point to open it up, and you know I've been wanting to see Adam Warlock forever because he's like the strongest of the strongest white plant, and so Max. they're gonna make a white though. That's my question. That's yeah, it. they probably will. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, the people that the people that made him on the movie were all white and blonde and yeah. all and all that. So anyway, I think they're going to introduce Adam Warlock because you can get Adam Warlock, Kane, and everybody else at Secret Wars because they were all there. And it's like what two Secret Wars, I think. So it's plenty of different ways to cut it. But I don't think they're going. to You're talking about the old original Secret War, right? Not the new one because the new one is like Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of crazy. But what they'll probably do though is probably even take both of them and like pull the best out of both of them just for the sake of the screen. So that's my that's my wild theory there. The other theory I have, which I know we're talking about Jonathan Majors, but what we didn't talk about was the ending of Captain America. Um, well, yeah, Black in America, and we got introduced to Valentina, and then I think we all watched. Uh, I meant to say I, I finished uh, Black Widow. Uh, last night, and we got introduced. Spoil- to oh, 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 oh. Spoilers, pop call oh. parent fans. We all saw Black Widow. We are about to talk about the end credit scene for Black Widow. So if you have not seen Black Widow and you continue listening, do not email me. <laughs> I just told you that this is spoilers. All right, Otis, please continue. So also you had Valentina. Uh, she was pulled in with um, with Natasha's sister. And she made the target being Hawkeye. So my other wild theory is that it's going to be a newer version of a civil war because it's going to be Valentina's team against the new, whatever's left of the Avengers on the other side. Isn't that called something? Well, Isn't it called like Dark Avengers or something? Yes, yeah, Dark the Thunderbolts. The, the, yeah. Thunderbolts. I know there are Thunderbolts, but I can't remember what the name of the actual conflict yeah. was though. Phase four just has a lot of stuff in it. If we look at like the MCU up until this point, it was broken into three phases. Each phase was roughly what four, five movies max. Whereas like phase four right now is about eight movies, um, plus the three shows that came out already, plus another at least two more shows with She Hulk and uh, Miss Marvel. Sorry, three shows and Hawkeye all slated to come out as well maybe next year and moon Knight, and moon Knight. yep and moon Knight. and so in terms of theories i don't know i'm over i'm a little overwhelmed because we're still finishing out stuff with dr strange spider-man uh black panther ant-man and wasp guardians of galaxy uh thor love and thunder introducing new things with sing chi and the eternals uh, Fantastic Four and Blade and the Marvels. So I'm I'm a little curious about how to have a, either a big bad or a through line or a way for them that, to all collide. And I almost feel like my craziest fan theory is that they're all going to just diverge like the multiverse. And we're, we're not going to have a Thanos-like event again because it's just so many things. Um, it's and a it, secret wars. 
Yeah, it'll have to be something like Secret Wars, but it won't be at the end of Phase 4. We'll almost have to just come back um, in Phase 5 with something like that. Dorian, I think you're right. Because if you think about it, what we're what we're seeing are like about three things. One, we don't know yet. But like the two things that we know we're seeing is like the magical side of um, the magical science side, I guess, of um, the MCU is the Kang through line. Mm -hmm. And then we're seeing like the, the realistic spy side being the Thunderbolts potentially. And then we don't know what's going to happen in space, but like there's going to, there's that whole space side with the guardians and Thor. We know that the guardians will be in the next mm -hmm. Thor movie. We know Adam Warlock got to show up in some way, shape, or form. The Eternals yeah. too. So there's probably some celestial stuff that we don't even know what's going on. So, yeah, yeah, Dorian, that makes a lot of sense. I think I think you might be right. And then setting it up for Secret Wars, which no pressure, you gotta bring you gotta come just as hard as Infinity War and Endgame if you're gonna do something as epic as Secret Wars. Because like I'm not a Marvel head, but I know about Secret Wars. Like that is a big deal uh, Marvel event. So, bro, it's like it's like the Super Bowl, bro. Like you had everybody and anybody who is who mattered in this in in that series going at it. So, it's it's your what if of all your little matchups. I mean, you think about your comic books and how you always like, yo, what if, what if this dude fought this dude? What would that look like? Like Secret Wars, like did that for you? Craziest theory and hope is that this phase becomes more like Game of Thrones and that they, because I think fate, the first three phases were great because they opened up so many opportunities, you know, after credit scenes to like, now we have this expansive universe of ideas and in phase four, which is already jam packed with shows and movies, just start killing random people and changing up and changing the course of stuff um, to make it more interesting and keep people on their toes. Um, because at this point, like, I wonder how it's only going to be for the diehard nerds that, that are going to actually be able to invest the amount of time to keep up. Like the, the regular fans that have joined on, we're about to hit the real, like, this is the, this is the pros now in terms of your ability yeah. to keep up with the movies and shows. We about to lose all the, all the future of Marvel is black and all the, uh, <laughs> why Black Panther did, we about to lose all them. The people that jumped in in phase three, they about to, they about to get left behind. We're not the bus. <laughs> MCU bus is not waiting. Tell me, I, I like that. I like Dorian's idea of like just like letting it rip. I think like for me, honestly, that was my best movie going experience was Infinity War and seeing them lose. Like like even though that wasn't that's not super Game of Thrones esque, but like. Just to see, like, see Black Panther disappear on screen in my reaction. And I was like, yo, that's not, that's not cool. I don't know where this is going from here. To see that in the future would be amazing. Like, I mean, you can bring people back because of variants and all that stuff. I mean, I don't really care. Just keep, like, be, keep us surprised. Because right now, superheroes, movies, like, have the same sort of trope. Like, we know they're going to go through some adversity and they're going to overcome as a unit, as a team. But it'd be cool to see them go through that adversity and lose some people along the way. Like, would be like, like Battlestar. Like, bro got hit into the, into the pillar. He ain't there no more. I mean, <laughs> but the with messing the, around with these people. <laughs> with the Loki show and variants, now you can bring people back with new actors. And yeah, that, that's the multiverse. That changes too. everything with the multiverse because now it's like, oh, Nils was playing a character. Now they got me playing that character, and we look totally different. You know, they, they might just have swapping like a, genders. Like it's, yeah, it's a whole new world yeah. for who's going to show up next as you know any character that we fell in love with before. And I think that changes everything. But you got to be willing to, to to stop some. Like we know these actors can't work for thirty years in the same role. So. Right. I have to say. Phase four, we still got two more years of phase four. So it ain't going nowhere. And I mean, they've already given us all the slate of all the shows. Like there isn't going to be an Avengers type of thing happening in this phase. Right. Um, but man, I'm excited. And we'll we'll be talking again, fellas. Like there's plenty of superhero stuff going on. I'm definitely wondering, you know, at some point, 
in one month, we're going to have a Batman movie and a Doctor Strange movie. So I can tell y'all, there's absolutely going to be another superhero roundtable. The question is when and what are we going to talk about? Because <laughs> I actually, I know y'all are probably going to want to talk about Spider-Man too. Whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you all so much. Uh, I speak on behalf of my co-host Shannon and Mark. Uh, we greatly appreciate you all um, participating and in, in being in another superhero roundtable where we discuss the Marvel shows. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, we definitely can't wait to have you all back again. Um, and I actually mean all of y'all. Last time we talked, Darius, I ain't want you back. You were talking smack about me getting these jokes for being African and I ain't appreciate it. But you know what? It took a year and I'm over it now. And so yeah, I'm glad to have you back. Statements at this time. So, yeah. No, I don't. Hey, no, show ain't over yet, brother. I can still find a way to not have you back. But anyway, it seems <laughs> like we're we're in a good place. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate it. I, I look forward to this every time that we do it, man. So um, I, I just it's, it's just dope to see people that look like you finally on the screen getting real roles and not kind of like the token sidekick that says, damn, and dope. And that's what's up. You know, I think it's just real good. To you see. mean like Sam Wilson? <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. That's what that's what he did in all the Captain America movies. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, beyond that, it's it's good to see a little bit more uh more diversity coming in there, but not in the way that Darius is talking about, like not in those uh not in those tweets, like Marvel's all black, like not that. Um yeah. so that's dope, man. And to see people that look like you that know it and have the same passion for you. So I, I love doing this, man. I enjoy I enjoy being on the being on the show. I do want to announce right here I'm transferring my fan status from Iron Man to Doctor Strange because that man's about to have a stroke in this next movie, and I want to be there present when he go in. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm worried about that man. I'm worried about Doctor Strange. He about to go through it. <laughs> Doctor Strange about to go through it. I yeah. agree. Cause he got Kane. You know, on that Twitter, about to have a 2018 LeBron Finals performance. i like that yep oh man hey i just want to say i'm thankful to you know be able to share in this mutual love with all you guys and uh i look forward to hopefully being invited back in 2023 or so when we can really assess phase four um and what impact this had on all of our um passions for for marvel movies and comic book movies overall yeah, this comic, this comic life is only going to get more and more popular. You know, as we discussed, hopefully we can have, uh, you know, pop culture uh, parent coverage at Comic-Con San Diego next year or 2023. However, we're going with it. There it is. Matt, we might just need to give you a mic and let you be our guest commentary at the Comic-Con. There you go. I'm going to be there some way, somehow. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We have a new episode every month. You can find us on all social media at PopCultParent, P-O-P-C-U-L-T-P-A-R-E-N-T. You can email us at PopCultParent at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us, review, and subscribe. And as always, join the cult. Peace. Sparky too.